0: Hi connectors, welcome to another episode of Connect the Podcast. I am so excited because this artist you will be connecting with is such an awesome person and he can cook. Y'all know I love to eat, so I am excited about connecting you to an amazing chef here in the UAE. But first, I have a few announcements from the flight deck. Thank you so much for all of my friends, my mom and included who shared my post or liked my post on Facebook. I didn't win a trip to Beijing, but I did win a t-shirt from the company I work for, VIP Kid. I will leave information about VIP Kid. It's an online tutoring service. So all of you teachers out there who are looking for a side hustle and maybe wanna stay at home or just pad your pockets, stack your coins, look in the info box for more information about VIP Kid. It is so awesome. I love it. As promised, I will shout out everyone who liked and shared my post. So first and foremost, my mother, Sheila, thank you so much. Lisa, Erica, Connie, Omalola, Eugenia, Ola Nikki, Angel, Reba, Danette, Carl, Trove, Jean, Jasmine, Tamika, Michelle, Clarissa, Yancy, Bridget, Christine, Tyler, Sharon, Sean, Sharita, Sheree, Deborah, Stephanie, Devry, Mo, Deborah, Amy, Brian, Lois, Diana, Kristen, Bonnie, Lisa, Kristen, and Gwen. And of course, the person who you will be connecting with in just a few minutes, Bernard Milligan. Bernard is a chef here in the UAE. He is the owner of A Little Taste to the South. And y'all, when I say his food is amazing, it is definitely more than just a little taste. It's a lot of taste. <laughs> so enough talking. You already know what to do. Sit back. Relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast, and let's get connected. Hello, Bernard Milligan. Thank you so much for having me in your home, in your kitchen. And Connectors, he is the chef and owner of A Little Taste of the South. How you doing,
1: Bernard? I'm doing great. Doing great this evening.
0: I just want to say thank you again for having me here in your home, in your kitchen, Mm -hmm. because I know my grandma was like, why are you in my kitchen? So thank you for having me here.
1: You're quite welcome.
0: So, Bernard, where are you from?
1: I'm from a small town in the USA, Um, Williston, South Carolina.
0: Williston? I don't think I've ever... Williston?
1: Yeah. Williston, South Carolina. It's a small town near Augusta, Georgia.
0: Oh, yeah. I love Georgia. As a matter of fact, last week, Olivia Muhammad, she's a Georgia peach. Yes. 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 I know her. Yeah. All the way from... Is it north or south? South Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. What brought you to the UAE?
1: Well, I was just um, looking for something new, and I wanted a new experience. Um, I missed the kids back home. I didn't really want to leave them, but I wanted to travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my assistant principal at my school mentioned Away and teaching in the UAE. And a friend of mine, Lori Bryant, is here. And I knew she was here, and she was enjoying it. So I just... Thought about it and interviewed over the phone. And they called me back in 30 minutes and they asked me, could you interview on Saturday? And I was like, that's too soon. I have a wedding to do on Saturday. But I said, if it's meant for me and it's in, it's God's plan for my life, then something will happen. And the um, lady called me back. She says, listen, we have an opening for... Um, Sunday at 12 noon, can you be there? And I said, I sure can. And I got everything together, got a suit, and I went to North Carolina. I interviewed, and actually they told me in the interview, they said, you're hired. Wow. You're what we're looking for, and um, it was the story, that's the beginning of the story of this life.
0: Wow. And you said that you are a teacher. So not only are you a chef, you are a teacher?
1: In Now, my friends would not believe I'm being this modest, but I don't consider myself a chef. I've never been to school to train in culinary arts, but I know that I've trained in my watching my mother mm-hmm. and watching my grandmother for the last 25 years. I've been cooking for about 25 years, so... Mm-hmm. I know how to mess up food. I, you know, I've messed up a lot of it, uh-huh. and now I get it right. So I just consider myself a, you know, a, um, Southern cook. Okay. People classify me as a chef, but I just consider myself a Southern cook, someone who loves to cook.
0: Okay. And you said something about a wedding. You, do, you cater for weddings? What do you do for weddings?
1: Oh, back home, I did a lot of weddings. Well, see, I, I do the wedding cake. What? Yeah, the wedding cake, and um, I would do the food for it. And the staple, the staple back home was the grilled chicken, um, the potato salad, um, the collards, cornbread. They loved that. Ooh. And so that was one of the staples. And a, and a rice that I make is a turkey bait, it's a turkey rice. Mm-hmm. I cook. Turkeys, And then I take it off the bone and, you know, make a rice with the turkey and, you know, bell peppers and uh, not bell peppers, but celery and onion and Mm -hmm. a lot of secret ingredients. And I just did that. It just it took off from there. And I just had wedding after wedding and, you know, catered events. And but I baked more cakes than anything at Thanksgiving and Christmas. I would do 80 to 100 cakes. Wow. Out of my kitchen. Wow. Two ovens, yeah.
0: Wow. Man, you got my mouth watering. <laughs> Connectors, he just fed me like the best salmon and grilled zucchini. It was amazing. So you talking about all this food, like if you ever need a taste tester, just <laughs> <laughs> let me oh, know. Always, always, always
1: have taste testers.
0: <laughs> well, so you said your grandma played a role in your cooking, your mom and your grandma. Yeah. Did she teach you how to cook?
1: Well, what I did at an early age, my mother and father divorced, and I went to stay with my father, and my grandmother and grandfather were right next door, Mm. and my grandmother was is one of the best cooks in the whole world, and I always, you know, it, it was just life lessons that she taught me in the kitchen about, you know, people. I tell people all the time, a good cook. Has to have good character. Mm-hmm. She always told me. She says, "Listen, when you're in the kitchen, you can do anything. You can go to the bathroom and come out and not wash your hands or glasses in the in the cabinet. You don't rinse them before you use them or spoons and forks." She says, "But no one's watching, but God." Mm-hmm. And in the kitchen, that's your closest connection. That's a close connection to God because you're there by yourself. And it's about doing the right thing and cooking for people as though... And what she taught me is how you cook for other people. You should never serve another person something Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't wouldn't eat yourself. Mm -hmm. And so in the past, I've thrown away a lot of food because it didn't meet my standard. And I'm very critical. I'm very Uh self-critical of, you know, how I cook. And the way food should be presented mm-hmm. and whether it meets the standard. My grandmother, interestingly enough, she's 94 years old. Wow. And she still, when we have conversations, I talk to her about two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. She still makes sure, did you did you do this? Uh-huh. Make sure you do this. With those reels, make sure you take that um. That little skin off the back of them mm-hmm. and chicken. Make sure you clean the chicken good. And I'm saying, Mom, got there, I've been cooking for 25 <laughs> years. I should know this by now, you uh-huh. know? So she still lectures me, and it's okay. Oh. Because I can never learn enough. Mm-hmm. And she's always telling me something new that I didn't know before. So we just have conversations. We talk a lot about food.
0: Wow. And look, I'm just letting you know again if you feel like you messed up a cake or a chicken <laughs> or some ribs, please don't throw it away. That's right. I, I, will I got not. you. <laughs> so, do you have any siblings?
1: I have three sisters. Okay. Do you... have, oh, go ahead. I have three sisters, no brothers.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's like the exact opposite of me. I have three brothers, no sisters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do they cook?
1: They all cook. They all cook.
0: Okay. Can they cook?
1: Now, all of them can cook. Mm -hmm. But... The question is, do they like to cook Oh, okay. my okay. youngest sister is a great cook.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I still got a, she's kind of arrogant in the kitchen, not wanting Uh-oh. to listen to me uh-huh. but she there are foods that she cooks that I love more than mine. I love her gravy mm-hmm. her you know her gravy over cube steak um and things of that sort. I love her gravy, fried mm-hmm. chicken, things of that sort but um in the cake department, mm-hmm. she can't even touch me. Oh, Anything bacon,
0: yeah. I got him. Look, connectors. I had his food last Sunday. It was some smothered pork chops, yes. some cabbage greens, macaroni and cheese, and cornbread. Y'all, I woke up at twelve o'clock midnight to <laughs> have the rest of it. It was delicious. I it. Oh wait, and then the banana pudding.
1: Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yes. People love that. It was all that. People love that. Yes. <laughs> You know, I don't like, I don't like, I like making banana pudding, but people, it takes so much time, Mm -hmm. you know, to make the custard. You got to stand there and stir and stir and stir for almost an hour until it's right. You know, you can go in the store and you can get the um, pudding mix, Mm -hmm. but you know, I just feel guilty buying something and not buying something out of the store instead of making it from scratch. I feel like I shouldn't even cook. If I can't make it from scratch, you don't even need to do it.
0: So, I guess, who is it? Aunt Jemima or um, Betty Crocker? Yeah. So, ain't no Betty Crocker.
1: I don't even know who that is. Uh (laughs) Because,
0: y'all, he also made a a chocolate cake.
1: That's my grandmother's recipe. Wow. All the cakes. Actually, all the cakes that I make are her recipes Mm -hmm. um, from years and years. And, you know, another thing that's funny is that she has not shared those recipes with anybody else but me. Yep, and my youngest sister has tried. She has gone to her. Mm -hmm. And then my grandmother would send her to me saying, you got to go ask Bernard. Uh And then I'll say, well, you need to go ask Mama Dorothy. So (laughs) she's been back and forth for about 10 years Uh with the cakes. But it was something she told me. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mama Dorothy, can I tell Lillian about the cake? She just, she never answered. Mm-hmm. She, so that's my no right there. Right. So I just haven't. Wow. Just ha- And I won't share them. Mm-hmm. I won't share them.
0: So what about like your other foods that you cook? Are they your own recipes or are they recipes that you... Handed or that's been handed down from your grandma, from your mom. How do you, how did you come up with all of these delicious foods?
1: The style of cooking that I have is a combination of my mother's style and my grandmother's style. Mm-hmm. My mother is um, she cooks so down home, South, mm-hmm. you know, with the butter and in the butter in the macaroni and cheese and mm-hmm. the butter in the dressing. But you know, I was. Since losing a, quite a lot of weight, mm-hmm. I try to change. I want the food to be the same, the same quality of Southern cooking. But I try to use it. I try to do healthy versions of it. Like with the cabbage, people don't know this, but there is no fat in the cabbage. Mm-hmm. Except for the, what I do is, I most times I'll have like grilled chicken. I smoke it. I grill it on the roof.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, I have two grills on the roof. What? Yeah.
0: Okay. You have like two ovens in your kitchen, three refrigerators, and you have more appliances on the roof?
1: Yes, I have two I have two large um barrel grills on the roof because I have so many customers for the mm-hmm. grilled food. So what I do uh what I do is I take I have the grilled chicken. And then to, I want to ensure that it's all cooked evenly. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in the oven for about twenty minutes on a low temperature, and and, and seal it to make, with some saran wrap to make sure that it stays moist and it just cooks evenly, so that I don't have any uncooked chicken. And the the um the oil and broth from the ter- from the chicken mm-hmm. that goes to the bottom of the pan, I take that and I put it in the cabbage, which gives you that same smoked flavor that you might get from smoked ham hocks. And and see, my family back home, they use the bacon and the smoked ham hocks, which I'm not kicking because it's so good. Mm-hmm. But here, I have a lot of Muslim customers, so I have to be sensitive to them, and I just don't cook with any pork products. I'm very careful about that. Even in making um, banana pudding, mm-hmm. I could use... The the stuff out of the store, but the problem is many of the puddings in the stores have pork products in them, and people don't know that. So the homemade version is just milk. Well, I can't tell you all the secrets, but it's just (laughs) it's it's natural ingredients in the custard. Mm -hmm. So that's why I use homemade stuff. That way, I that way I know what's going in it, and I can honestly tell them this is halal. You know, it's not. It has no pork products in it.
0: Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I appreciate that as well. Like trying to, you know, maintain a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And I I love, <laughs> I'm from Louisiana. I know, I Everybody, know. connectors, y'all already know that. Um, I love to eat and I love all the pork, the fat backs, <laughs> pig lips, pig <laughs> up, all of it. I that's love it. That's I that's love it. I yeah. And so that's a. Good idea or interesting way to make something that still tastes like it got the butter in it, but you don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have any
1: comfort foods? See, there I really, I really, really love homemade mashed potatoes. Really? That's my favorite, homemade mashed potatoes with some homemade gravy uh-huh. and like cube steak or I'll buy a um, ribeye and cut it into small pieces and make a gravy mm-hmm. with onion and mm-hmm. that's 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 my favorite. Now, now my favorite of all times, inter- interestingly enough, it's salmon, you know, salmon out of the can, like double Q salmon, okay. the, the smoked salmon, mm-hmm. salmon and rice. And sweet peas with um, bacon, huh. but I don't eat pork anymore. But that's my favorite of all times. When I go home this summer, my grandmother will make that for me at least twice. At least I'm hoping she doesn't, because she knows that i that I'm you know trying to maintain the weight loss, and I'm trying to keep it off. And you know, mm-hmm. so hopefully she'll do it just one time. <laughs> but if she makes it, I'm not I'm not going to. Turn it down. I'll just have to walk a little bit more. That's all.
0: Yeah. So, okay, you're from the South. Mm-hmm. So we understand about food. Yeah. And I know I'm a big foodie. I can eat all day, all night. Right. I love food. Uh-huh. And in Louisiana, food is everywhere. Yeah. It's like if you go to a baby shower, of course you're going to have food. That, if you right. go... Anywhere, there's always food. So food has played like a huge part in my life. Uh How has food played a part in your life?
1: See, food um, has, early on, even from a small child, being the only boy in the family, Mm -hmm. um, I would eat at a lot of houses. You know those grandmothers and mothers and sisters Mm -hmm. and aunts. They always, come over here, boy, and eat some food. Mm -hmm. And I ate at everybody's house. I remember for years um, a good friend of mine, she was um, her mother, Miss Dot, rest in peace, she um would cook on Sunday morning. She was one of the best cooks. She cooked different than everybody else, but she had something. She introduced me to, like, stuffed bell peppers. I didn't know what that was, or stuffed chicken and things of that sort. And so she expanded my um repertoire understanding how to cook these things and she actually told me you just make it this way and you can do this and she would stuff chicken and mm-hmm. she was just a good cook wow. but she wasn't your traditional southern cook mm-hmm. she just made things that was it was out of the ordinary so I went to my mother's house this is this was my plan every Sunday I would go to her house before church because she cooked Miss Dot would cook early in the morning I would go to her house around nine o'clock and eat dinner. Then after church, I would go to my grandmother's house and eat dinner. Uh And then my sister's house and I'd eat something she had too. Wow.
0: So you mean nine o'clock in the morning?
1: Nine o'clock in the morning. No, nine o'clock in the morning, I would go to Miss Dot's house.
0: Right. And then
1: after church around one o'clock, I would go to my grandmother's house and eat. And then I would eat it. I might go to two of my sister's houses and eat. Wow. And then my mother, I would go to her house. I'd call her, what you got? And she'd say, um, I cook this and then I said, well, I'm going to get a plate mm-hmm. to eat tomorrow. Well, me being 500 pounds. What? Yes, I was 500 pounds. Me being 500 pounds, wow, I could eat it. I could eat. Well, I lost. Yeah, I had to, I had to lose the weight. It was um, about seven years ago, I was um, diagnosed with diabetes and high blood pressure, and then I start in sleep apnea. And so I was sleeping on my knees every night because I couldn't breathe. At 500 pounds, you know, I would start breathing in the night like 40 to 50 times.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. And um, it got so bad because I was sleeping on my knees that sores developed on my legs from venous stasis edema because no blood was flowing to my legs, my lower legs, because you have to lay in the bed flat. For the blood to flow evenly throughout your body, so what was what was happening is blood was pooling in my legs, and I had very large legs and then finally, what happened was I hit my foot on a microwave on my on my dishwasher, mm-hmm. and a sore happened, and then it just got larger and larger and i went to the doctor and he says you have diabetes and i was just like scared to take a needle for them to punch you know puncture my finger and i said i don't have diabetes i don't have diabetes and i was talking him out of giving me the test and finally i passed out one day and when i came around they acknowledged that i did have diabetes so i went through like three years of going through these very painful um, procedures to correct the problems with my legs and they never would correct and I went in the hospital like three times and finally the doctor who was trying to save my legs he said listen you're gonna die you're going to die and not only that we're getting ready to amputate your legs and I was just like wow, wow. I said you know there's something's got to happen and um, I was in the hospital and they wanted to put a trach in my throat to help me breathe. And I was like, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. And the doctor said, you're going to die. You could die in the morning. And I was like, well, if I hadn't died yet, I'm not going to die. And if, it's, if I die, it's my time. So another doctor, Dr. Connie Trillo, she came in my room. She says, well, you need a, you need a, a, a machine to help you sleep. And I said, I've tried it, and I can't breathe. It's like it suffocates me. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a medicine. I think it was Valium. Mm-hmm. She says, you take this one hour before um, you go in for um, your sleep study. Mm-hmm. I took that Valium one hour before I went in, and that, that was a happy pill mm-hmm. because I, I just put the mask on. It wasn't a problem. I went to sleep, and I slept for like eight hours. And I'd never slept like that in my life. I mean, you know, since I started gaining the weight, I had sleep apnea. I know I had to have it for like 15 years. Wow. Yep, 15 years. And um, I slept all night, and I woke up, and I stood up, and I passed out. Really? And they, you know, waited for me to come around. She says, that happens all the time because you have not had a good night's sleep in years, and your brain does not know how to handle Um, what has just happened. And from that point, they gave me some more of that medicine, you know, just to get me accustomed to the machine. I got on it, but I was still having problems with my legs. Mm -hmm. And finally, the doctor, a plastic surgeon who actually deals with burn burn trauma from, from people getting burned, he had a new procedure to graft skin from another part of my body and he grafted it from my thigh. And that's where he grafted from. Mm. He grafted from here and put it on my legs. And he did that twice. And the last time I went in, I was coming out of surgery in a lot of pain. And he says, this is the last time I will do this surgery. If you come back to me again, we're going to amputate. Wow. And I did not lose the weight. I continued to eat, and finally, I had to go back in the hospital again because they were saying, you gotta go in the hospital, you have an infection in your legs. I went in the hospital, and um, University Hospital, and they wanted to amputate. And I said, you're not amputating my legs. So I called, called him on the phone, and I just kept calling, and he says, no, I will not take you again. Mm-hmm. And I got in touch with his nurse, and I was crying on the phone. I said, please ask him to please take me one more time. I will lose the weight, I promise. So I went in, and I, lo- I had the surgery, and I left the hospital, and I started looking for gastric bypass surgeons, mm-hmm. because I was approved for it. I could do it, but I didn't want to do it that way. I, I just didn't want to have surgery, and I happened upon the Biggest Loser Contest. Really? I, yep. I was in the Biggest Loser Contest, and I just I had a wonderful counselor Michelle Fuller and she was just you know we went through we, she said you gotta go through you gotta have a breakthrough yeah. and one day I just I, I you know, all the pain of the past all the problems I had I just laid it out on the table to her I was laying in the floor boohoo crying and I thought she would just hand me some tissue and comfort me she stood over me and she looked at me and she says okay so what are you gonna do about it just like that Just as simple as that. And I was like, you're not going to help me up. You're not going to do anything. And you ask me, what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And she walked out of the office to leave me there to think about what I was going to do. And I know she was gone for 30 minutes. There were other people that wanted to come in. She left me in the office to think about it. And from that moment, I decided I was going to win. And I started dropping weight, 20 pounds a week, 15 pounds a week, 20 pounds. And that's the story. And I, I was at 502, and I actually lost 164 pounds in six months. Really? Yep. Through eating right and, you know, diet and exercise. Diet and exercise is the thing. When people come up to me and say, you know, I've got this wonderful Remedy these herbs and all this and that. And I just know there's only one way to lose weight. And that's through diet, good diet, low fat, um, high protein, um, vegetables, good fruits, and exercise. Wow.
0: That's incredible. And I commend you for doing it. Because so many of us... And I struggle with it all the time. Mm-hmm. I was not always this weight. Right. I was plus size. Okay. Okay. And I had to understand, too, like, yo, I want to be a centenarian. That's like, right. I can't continue to love all of the food that we have That's right. and say that I want to be a centenarian. That's right. That's right. Wow. So, yes, I commend you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Hmm. So coming here to the UAE, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I just coming just coming from that story. I'm just wow, just overwhelmed with wow. And see, I came
1: here. I gained some of the weight back. Actually, I gained um, about seventy pounds mm-hmm. back. Um, waiting to be called, waiting to come here, and then getting here and KFC and Burger King and McDonald's. Easy. They'll deliver right to your door, and I mean, like, I mean, it can't. And then you eat at work. They love bread. Bread is everywhere, and bread is like, you know, poison to a person who's trying to lose weight. Especially the bread that they eat It's good bread, Mm -hmm. delicious food. And you know, I go to locals' houses to eat, and they have a ten-course meal. Right. And they just enjoy you eating, and they just you know they're like southern people a lot mm-hmm. they they have that same hospitality when you come into their homes, and I just had to get a hold of it. I know I said you've come too far to turn around now. Yeah. And so basically now I'm on that road to I'm almost finished losing weight. I've got to lose about 50 more pounds. Mm-hmm. And then um I'll be pleased. But now I just have to stay away from bread, stay away from the sweets. I don't have a problem with sweets cuz I made them I made them so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't like cake. I don't like no. I don't like cake. <laughs> That's cakes. I like watching other people eat them.
0: Uh.
1: That's how, and I get satisfaction from that, knowing that they're good. I get, and then the people that help me, the guy who helps me, he'll taste the cake. My neighbors will taste the cake. Um, people at work will taste the cake. So that's how I know that it's good. And they're very honest. I've got some friends who are very honest, a little bit too honest sometimes. <laughs> but, but I can still take criticism about my food.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yes. I, my rule is this. You can criticize my food. Mm One-on-one, but don't ever criticize it in front of other people. (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
0: right. Wow. And just like your menu, I'm sure that your menu has changed since you're also in the process of eating more healthy.
1: But see, what I do now is I I can't, everybody has a right to enjoy and And this is the reason I started cooking here. I started, I invited a few friends over, close friends, and they were like, I want some more of that. And I, and then they told a few more friends, and they said, can I have a little bit of that food? And I don't mind paying for it. And I was like, well, I'd have to charge this price and then... That person said, I heard that you cook some of this. Can I buy some of it? I started off with, like, 15 people, and then it went up to, like, 30 people, and then 50 people. And now I have, on average, I have about 120 committed customers. Wow. Yeah. They'll buy, like, some people like the smothered chicken. I try to satisfy everybody, but I've got a group of, like, 50 to 60 people who like smothered chicken mm-hmm. and smothered pork chop. And then I've got another group. I mean, it's just... It's just a lot of people who like the grilled chicken and grilled ribs, but I limit the number because I'm, I'm cooking here, and I don't consider this a business. It's not a business, and I tell people, you know, it's a hobby. I just enjoy cooking, and it's really done... To remind people of home, so that they won't get homesick uh, so fast. Hmm. Yeah, so that's what I. That's why I really do it. I really enjoy cooking, and I've got people who will fund through them paying for the plates. I'm able to afford to do it. I
0: see.
1: So, and I mean, that's why I do it. And so, when people ask me, see, I've been um, approached by three locals three Emiratis, to open businesses i almost opened one really yes i i've, I've That's been huge right they've offered to but they wanted to buy my recipes uh, and right they wanted to buy the recipes and then they wanted me to train a staff of people with the recipes and i was like i can't share the recipes if it, if it, if you offered me the money and I'd go in partners, but I'd have to be in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm really not ready to go into a restaurant. I just want a few customers, a few people to enjoy the food. And I'm satisfied with that. I don't want a large crowd because every weekend, I have to limit the number of customers. I have to limit because I can't Cook, but for I can handle with the two new ovens, and I got three refrigerators now and one freezer. I can handle about 60 to 75 people safely and comfortably for me because I always tell people my first job is not I didn't come here to cook, right. I came here to teach, and as long as it does not get in the way of me being an effective educator, then I'll cook. And that's why I cook every other weekend. I need a break after cooking for that number of people. I need a break. I'll take a break that next weekend, and then I'll cook again. You know, I cook every two weeks, about every two weeks.
0: Okay. Since being here, have you incorporated any traditional Arabic food in your southern cooking?
1: What I did, I'm learning. Um, I have a few local friends, and they um, grilled fish. Okay. And I saw the concept, and I actually liked it. So what I've done is I cook soul food on the weekend, Mm -hmm. but during the week, I offer grilled fish or grilled chicken with um, healthy sides to about 20 people if they want it, you know, just trying to promote. Healthy living, and see. Then too, I'm not in it to make money. I'm in it because other people genuinely want to have good food. Right. You know, you can eat good food and be healthy too. And I'm just letting them know how to do it and letting them taste it. You know, like the grilled zucchini, um, mm. the let the salad, um, the grilled fish. Grilled fish is, I mean, to me, it's better than fried chicken. It-
0: that salmon that you just gave mm-hmm. me
1: was amazing. Yeah, and it's just the process mm-hmm. that you use to um you know make it good. Mm-hmm. And I like that better than fried fish. Now I still love some fried fish. Yes. But I like um grilled fish if it's done right. Mm-hmm. It's is and what you ate. Um, Probably was about 400 calories Really? And it's good calories Because it's going to make It's a protein and vegetables So it's going to make It's going to speed up your metabolic rate It had lime on it Lemon and lime So that boosts your metabolic rate also So you'll burn it before you know it Yeah
0: I can eat in a little taste of the South any day I can <laughs> eat, And it was a
1: lot of food Like I'm pretty full Oh yeah, you will be You will be It'll be enough for you tonight and then you'll be hungry. You'll want to eat in the morning, which is a good thing because then your body is on a good clock. If you want another little side tonight, you know, like I eat a handful of almonds or pistachios or yeah. some water or a smoothie. I'll eat something like that tonight, but eating more food, I won't do tonight. I no. see. And I lose about seven to eight pounds a week as long as I don't have my favorite drink. And that's that Merlot. Uh. <laughs> as long as I leave that alone, I'm fine. Uh. But I like a little wine. But there's nothing wrong with a glass of wine Not with, at all. with fish. there's no, It adds to it. Right. Uh, it complements it. But tonight, you saw I had water. So, yes. yeah.
0: Well, I commend you because you were doing it.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, what has been one of your best creations since being here in the UAE?
1: Probably the date cake now that's the they would say the locals would say the date cake but they buy the cheesecakes i mean i sell like next weekend i have to do enough mini cheesecakes for 240 people at a wedding wow yeah so i have to do um Quite a number of mini cheesecakes for them, and they love the cheesecake because that's natural. And then I make, I just buy fresh strawberries and I make mm. and I um, cook them for a little while and make a fresh um, strawberry filling to put on top of them. So they love that. So I would say the date cake because that incorporates the dates because they eat a lot of dates here. Yeah. Um, but the creation that's very popular here is the line of cheesecakes like the. Reese's and peanut butter cheesecake, um, the key lime cheesecake, um, the Oreo cheesecake. Yeah, all of those. That's their favorites. And they buy them. I mean, it's just crazy how many cheesecakes they buy. They love them. Because they don't like, they're a little bit different than Americans. Mm -hmm. Americans want sweet cake. Mm -hmm. But if, like, for instance, with um, Americans, I'll put three cups of sugar in a cake. But for the locals, I'll put one and a half cups of sugar huh. because they don't like it. But it's so sweet, and they like the like the um, glaze on it, sweet. But the cake, they don't interesting that's interesting yeah yeah because
0: yeah. like they love you said about the bread earlier and last year when I was here I went to my aunt's school and like every day they had nothing but pastries
1: and bread, like these little bread, bread.
0: sweets
1: yeah yeah and yeah. they
0: don't like sweet no, cake
1: they don't like sweet cake especially icing for Americans I put Well, you saw the cake from this weekend yes. I put thick Globs, I, I say globs, I shouldn't describe it as globs, no. but thick layers of, of cream cheese icing between the layers or chocolate icing. Mm-hmm. Not thick, thick, but just more than I would put for them. I actually melt the icing when I'm making a cake for the locals and just put a glaze of icing over the cake. But for Americans and the Brit- everybody else, the mm-hmm. British, everybody, they want that cake just as I, just as my grandmother would cook it. Wow. Yeah. So that's the difference. That's what I'm learning about them, and they love homemade biscuits. Hmm. Yes. What,
0: hold up, homemade biscuits.
1: Buttermilk biscuits,
0: please.
1: When you got got make some... them, I got you. I got you. Please. I'll, I'll be doing a brunch soon. Yeah. And I'll make sure I invite you to it. But they yeah. love. They love the homemade biscuits. Okay. Now that's one thing my grandmother can't make. Really. No. Nope. Grandma Dorothy. He's talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) She can make them if she wanted to, but she was just saying it's so much work Mm -hmm. in them. But me being younger, I figured a way to make them quicker Mm -hmm. by using a food processor. Okay. I just take the flour and the secret ingredient Uh and I mix it. I just, at a high speed, make sure that the butter or vegetable oil is cold, like freezing cold, and it'll incorporate And that way you have a very fluffy, light biscuit. My neighbor said that you can put a thousand. I always tell them, but then he laughed about this. I told them, you can put a thousand of my biscuits in Little Red Riding Hood's um, basket Uh and she can walk. In the woods. (laughs) But they're they're that light and fluffy because I learned over time, Uh I've messed up biscuits. I've made tough biscuits. My friends, my coworkers back in Augusta, they would eat them. I don't care. I eat them. But they would give me criticisms about how to make them better. Mm -hmm. So over time, this is the culmination of just experimenting over the years. Uh, So now I've got it right.
0: That just made me think of two questions. So, one, you were talking about your secret ingredients. Are there any ingredients, spices that you miss because they just aren't here?
1: I missed Lowry's Season Salt. Ah, uh But what I did was I looked online and there's a copycat Lowry's Season Salt recipe And I ran out, in order to make ribs and chicken, you need your Lowry's. I made it myself. And it turned out I like mine better because I could add things to it. I could add, like if I wanted to be a little redder, I could add um, paprika, more paprika, or add, you know, like celery seed, celery salt. I'm telling things, talking too much. But I just add other ingredients to make it my own. Uh So I actually have my own Lowry's copycat. Yeah. Season salt now So I use that on my food instead yeah. But Lowry's I need that And I need um, I would say The other thing that I miss Is um, cake flour Swan's cake flour uh-huh. I miss that Because that's You make the best pound cakes With that versus um, Regular all purpose flour Oh
0: okay Yeah
1: so I just have that shipped here
0: oh, Okay Because
1: you cannot replace it You gotta have that
0: that's how you know I'm not a, a chef, a cook, a <laughs> right, baker. Right, 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 right. I've always used just all purpose. Yeah, a lot of people
1: mm-hmm. do. A lot of people do. Yeah. It's it's okay. But to make a for me, I know the difference in a pound cake that was um made with all purpose flour versus cake flour. Oh. Um, yeah, I know the difference.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you were talking about Messing up the kitchen. Do you have any funny disaster stories in the kitchen?
1: Let me tell you something. Years ago, um, I was um, drinking. I went to a party. Uh And I had to make like six cakes for the next morning. Number one, now I don't wait until the last minute to cook. Because then it's rushed. Uh But then I waited till the last minute. I had six cakes to make the next morning. And I was making red velvets. And every red velvet I put in the oven at 3 o'clock in the morning, it didn't turn out right. And I was like, what am I doing wrong there?" So I noticed the recipe. I've gone over it. I went over it. So I made it again. I, I messed up four cakes. What? And so I made it again. And I said, now there's something I'm doing wrong. I could not figure it out. It just bothered me. These turned out good. Because I said now listen I'm going to put this in here And then I'm going to put this I followed exactly After everything was done I went and looked in the trash can I had already used Like 36 eggs Not even realizing That I actually doubled I put 12 eggs in the cake Instead of Uh 6 Because I wasn't there You know I wasn't I wasn't in my Right mind Right mind To bake So now my rule is I'm going to be rested, always take a nap before I cook, mm-hmm. and make sure that, you know, I want to cook. If I don't want to cook, I'm not cooking. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell in my food when I don't want to cook. But most times I want to cook.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay, so we know, don't give you any wine or anything before. <laughs> I can drink sit. a little
1: wine now. I, might con- I can drink like one or two glasses of wine now. But oh, okay. um, more than that, you know, it's just, you have to be in the right mindset when you're in the kitchen cooking.
0: Okay. So bringing it back to the UAE, what has been your biggest challenge? Besides not having your Lowry's, because you fixed that by making your own, what has been the biggest challenge?
1: Probably the expense of American foods. Mm -hmm. Um, The the staples that I need, like cream cheese, um, craft cheese. Very expensive here, but... You know, I know people say they use other products, but they're you know, if you're gonna make a good macaroni, mm-hmm. and I mean really, if you want to make a good macaroni, yeah. you've gotta have that craft cheese. Mm. You gotta have it, and even with um, probably the craft cheese, I say you gotta have that. I miss, I, I get it here, but it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken and things of that sort, they're reasonably priced, but. The things that I have to have shipped in, like salmon, I was shipping in double-Q salmon, but now what I do is I just buy a whole salmon, I have it filleted, I smoke it on the grill, and then I make my own salmon croquettes, you know, the salmon balls? I just make them myself now. What? Yep, and they're actually better. They taste better than using double-Q salmon because it's fresh salmon.
0: Hmm. Look, brunch is going to be off the table. <laughs> oh, it is. I it is. Wait. And I
1: hadn't done it in a while. So when I do it, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, because yeah. I hadn't done one in a while. I like cooking grits. Uh-huh. You know, people, uh-huh. people are always talking about grits. I, I, a, um, friend of mine made some grits. And I was like, they're not right. Uh-huh. And he said, um, I cook these grits for 30 minutes. So I cooked some grits. Uh-huh. And he asked, man, what did you do to these grits? And I said, I cooked them for five hours. What? I cook grits. I cook them overnight, really. Yeah.
0: And look, I know some good grits.
1: Yeah, you'll know. You'll know. I cook grits overnight. What I do is I soak them in water. Okay. On low. Mm-hmm. Um Water and milk. And I let them cook on low all night. And, you know, making sure I stir them so they won't stick. And I just cook them all night on, like, number two out of nine. I cook them on number two all night. And um, the next morning, I'll get up. And they're soft, but they need to cook a little bit more. Not, yeah, I, people make good grits in 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. But to make them
0: good grits... But but my mom mama's not going to wake up five hours
1: You life. don't have to. You don't have to. And that's why I said my mother, my grandmother, uh-huh. they cook grits for an hour. And the grits are delicious. But I just like... I like velvety grits. Yeah, I want my grits to taste like... I mean, you can't see the difference in mean, them. It's just... I cascade off the floor. That's what I want. Mm. That's what I want. And I mean it's just it's just a quirk of mine. But I think I cook grits overnight. Huh. Yep.
0: Well, again, I cannot wait for this brunch. <laughs> I will
1: make sure I invite you. Five hours? Yeah, yeah. I cook grits for five at least five hours sometimes. If wow. I've got plenty of time, like for a brunch, if mm-hmm. I'm inviting people the next day, I'll cook them for longer than that. Because grits will they'll just cook. They'll just slowly cook and 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 I know a lot of listeners, I'm not cooking grits for 5 hours. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. But I just like good grits and I like them with cheese in them. Yes. So I it'll be a difference when you taste the grits, you'll know the difference. All right. Yeah.
0: All right. You'll know the
1: difference. Okay. <laughs> and
0: I'll let you know on the side. I know you will. Okay. I know you will. I know you will. What has been your most memorable mo- moment cooking
1: here? There have been so many. I remember um, Thanksgiving, um, there were people lined up at the local store to pick up their food. And I was like, Bernard, you've got to be good. Really? I mean, there were like 50 to 60 people lined up. And I was a few minutes late. And they were like, no, we'll wait. We'll wait. And, you know, it's just the thing that the most memorable thing here is the people. Mm-hmm. they're very appreciative of the food. Um, if I make a mistake, I always tell them to call me and let me know. And they said, no, 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 I know you were busy or whatever, but this happened or that happened. And it's just my customer, the people who appreciate my hobby, they are very good, mm-hmm. very, very Understand? I mean, they really let me know that they appreciate the food.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. That's interesting that you said that the people here appreciate your food. Now, I'm pretty sure the people back at home appreciate your food as well. But do you feel the difference between cooking for people here and cooking for people back at home?
1: No. Nope. My customers back at home, were they were the same way. I, you know, people appreciate good food. Yeah. And I, I've never had... Bad customers. Mm. I've always had good... Well, I always have a good relationship with customers because my thing is, if you aren't satisfied with the food, I'm going to make it again. Mm-hmm. Now, if I make it again and you complain, then maybe you need to go to another restaurant yeah. You know, because you just don't like my food. But I don't have that. There was one lady who told me about my red velvet cake. She said, well, it looked like you ought to put a little bit more of something. They're just not moist. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I was like, what can I add to this cake? To make it more moist. And I went online researching, researching, and this is my red velvet today. So I take criticism because I want to be a better cook. And so if someone criticizes, they give me constructive criticism. You know, you got player haters. But if it's constructive criticism, I will take that. I'll take it and try to make the food better.
0: Yeah Um, You were talking about earlier About cooking Because it's something That you love to do And you won't serve anything That you wouldn't eat yourself One of my I call her my sister And whenever she cooks Or this breakfast She calls it love breakfast Mm -hmm. Because she puts her love in it And it's Amazing, just because, like you can tell that she put her time in it Uh and she made sure that everything was just right. right, Yeah, and you're good people, and your food is good, (laughs) and I can tell that you definitely put your soul, your heart, and everything in it. Yeah, I do.
1: That's why you call it soul food. Yeah, true. Yeah, because you know. You can't, when I'm making a gravy or if I'm making mashed potatoes or I'm making macaroni and cheese, it's not a recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, I'm always excited to be in the kitchen, but I'll just throw in another pound of cheese.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: just throw in this, uh, throw in a little of this. It's soul food. Mm-hmm. You cook from the soul. Yeah. You can't cook from a recipe. Yeah. So that's what it's about, and that's why I enjoy it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So in this part of the show, We are going somewhere on Connected the Airplane. I have a plane, Mm -hmm. hypothetically. And we can go anywhere in the whole wide world, space if you want to. Mm -hmm. And where are we going to go? We're going to meet a person or people who has inspired your cooking. And what you will do is cook for these people just to show your appreciation. Who? Who? Are those people or person, and where are we going?
1: Well, well, well. I think I would go to um, some African country. Okay. And I would just sit, and I would watch them cook, these older women. I just want to watch them cook. And, um, And then I'll cook something from America, some of our staple foods, but I'll watch them cook and I'll try to incorporate some of their spices and some of the things that, that they use into my food. Um, I have friends from all over the world now. And so I try and incorporate some of their seasonings into my food. I met some people from Morocco okay. and they, use, they have this um, amazing um, tomato and parsley um, side to the fish. And so I I made that last week with the fish, and it was just simply amazing. I ate it at their home, and, I mean, it was just like it has lemon in it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, lemon rind. And it was just something that was just spectacular. So I was just like I try to infuse what other people use um, into my food. That's like grilled fish. I'd never grilled fish in my life. Mm -hmm. But I saw some of the locals grilling fish because they invited me to their um, home in the desert and I saw them grilling the fish, and it was just amazing. And I was like, I can do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, that's what I, you know, I just believe that.
0: So we're going to go to a country in Africa.
1: Yeah. I, I like Uganda okay. because um, some of the guys that I work with, they're security guards at my school. They're from Uganda, and they and the food that they cook is similar to that in the South. Yes. They have the ribs and the chicken and things of that sort. So, so I could go there, and we could just throw around in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny.
0: I one of my old roommates, she's from Ghana mm-hmm. and she can cook. Oh yeah. And she used to make this dish, uh, jollof. Uh-huh. And it's similar to like a jambalaya almost. Uh-huh. And she would cook all the time. Uh-huh. And most of the dishes I would say, girl, this is just some soul food That's what it is.
1: with some with an African twist That's to right. it. That's right. A lot of you know My family roots, I've been told, go back to that area. Ghana, Mm -hmm. Mali, you know, in that area of the world. And so I'd probably change that from Uganda and say, I'd probably go to Ghana. Because I have some friends that I promised that I would go there and see in Ghana. And I plan plan to go there next Christmas.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: to Ghana and um, visit them for the first time. And it's just going to be... You know, it'll be very emotional for me. Because I've never set my foot on the motherland. It, so it's going to be interesting.
0: It will be an experience. Yeah. I was fortunate to visit Nigeria. Wow. And yes, just being there, just seeing my people. That's right. That's right. I was like, "Wow, this is I wish that I could literally take everybody, all my people from back home, mm-hmm. get on the connected plane, and just take them to the motherland. That's right. Because right. it is
1: an experience. Oh, it is. It is. I'm excited. I'm excited to go. To go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Alright, so we're going to go to um, Ghana. Mm-hmm. And who is a person or people who has or still is inspiring your cooking?
1: You know, I watch um... I can't. I watch television. I like Paula Dean for years, mm-hmm. but um, I'm I'm talking a little trash, and I may be player hating, but I just I I don't see her as an authentic Southern cook. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong, but um, why not? There's just something that's not right. Okay. You know, and um, I've gone to her. I can't. I I can't. You know, my grandmother's always said don't criticize other cooks. But what I'm saying is I admired her for years, but when she was still cooking with the butter and all those things, but yet she was eating healthy Uh, and she didn't share that with her audience and tried to change the way she cooked. I thought it was being a little pretentious with her audience. Because, you know, you're throwing all this butter, throwing all this butter, and I just love butter. No, you don't. Because you are diabetic and you've got to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to do. That's why I've try. I changed the way that I cook. Because I want it to be as healthy as possible, but still good. Yeah. So I have a lot of shortcuts. I mean, like... Um, you can't shortcut macaroni and cheese. I don't care what people say. I don't put as much butter in it, but I um change up some things on my menu. You know, just as I told you before, I'll use coconut oil or extra virgin olive oil in my cabbage, um, things of that sort. But um when I think about cooks and the people that inspired me the most and the people that um influenced me to become a better cook, I have to go back to my mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, when I'm in the kitchen, I'm always thinking about them and what they would do. Mm-hmm. So I've watched television. I've watched cooks. But my grandmother and my mother are my heroes in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And my father could cook too. Mm-hmm. But he only used salt and pepper. And my younger sister and I are just amazed by that. He was, he was a good cook. He cooked for the both. Of, he cooked for the both of us. Mm-hmm. He was a good cook, but my grandmother and my mother—they just they can throw down what? a little too much.
0: <laughs> so, Grandma Dorothy, yes, and my your Hattie. and Miss Hattie. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on the plane. We're going <laughs> to Ghana. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So you said that you're not planning on opening an, a business here. How about a cookbook?
1: Well, you know, interestingly enough, I'm in, in the process of writing a book for The Biggest Loser. You know, really? Yeah, The Weight Loss Book. I just hadn't found the right publisher yet. And really, I'm debating on whether I should self-publish or get a publisher because they want too large a percentage mm-hmm. of, you know, the profits from the book. But um, I will use, I will I will put the healthy recipes in the book and then... The the comfort foods because every we have to realize that we do want um, to eat those foods sometimes and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with having some comfort food sometimes. So I'll have those recipes in there like the like the grilled chicken, yeah. how I do the grilled chicken, like the um, oven fried chicken. I can I can bake a chicken mm-hmm. and it. The skin is as crispy as fried chicken when it comes out of the oven. Oh. So I'll you know, use those recipes, the um, potato salad, mm-hmm. um, the pasta salad, the healthy pasta salad. All those things I'll incorporate into the book, and that will be my book. I will, n- I will not publish the cake recipes because my grandmother has not given me permission. Yeah. So, But I'm sure if I give her a little cash, she might... um. Change up. <laughs> yeah, you
0: can you can always just get like a I forgot the name of it. It escapes me now. But like Coke, a secret patent. It's oh, not a patent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But we're gonna off air. We we're gonna have that's to talk right, some more. Right. Okay, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. Um. Just one more question mm-hmm. for myself. Maybe mm-hmm. you have something else you want to tell us, but. A person who has gone through the battle and continuously battling, because I believe weight is always an issue that till the day I die, I will always have that to fight. Right. What advice would you give someone who
1: is struggling with weight but just like to eat? See, this is, this, now this, this is my story. You've got to surround yourself with people. Who um, enhance your life mm-hmm. If you have baggage If you have people That are just always bringing you down Or just always a weight on you um, Criticisms um, Making you feel bad Or just any frustration People, jobs, anything You gotta let it go mm-hmm. And, and that's, that was The best thing that I could have ever done I have to realize that people are people But my motto is, and I have it on my mirror, when people show you who they are, Mm -hmm. believe them. And when a person shows me something that I don't like or I feel like shouldn't be a part of my life, you got to let it go. Now, there are some people who are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And if they're worth fighting for and if they want to be a part of it, then they will fight. But that was the greatest thing that I could have ever done is realizing that, you know, I use the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. Allow me to change that that I can change mm-hmm. and that that I cannot change. Let me be smart enough to realize I can't change it and keep it moving. Yeah. And so that's my story. That's how I, you know, that was the biggest weight for me. Um, weight, yeah. concerning the weight. That was the weight on my life is just letting, dealing with people who um, weigh you down. And I let go of it. I always listen to that song Bag lady. You, Bag lady. Yeah, one day you gonna hurt yourself. You got to let them go. You got to let those things go. She was just dragging all this stuff around mm. and you got to let it go and I just think of that song all the time and you just got to let stuff go. People are people. Yeah. And sometimes there are people in your life. They might not be the best, but they are there to um for you to help them. Mm. So you just can't walk away from everybody. Right. But if they're worth fighting for, if they want to change, and if they want to learn to be better or to enha- learn how to enhance your life, then you fight for them. But those, who, those that don't want to fight mm-hmm. and don't want to change, gotta let them go. Mm-hmm. And that's been my story. That's been just anything. Jobs, people, um, things of the past, all of that, just let it go. Live, love, and laugh. Yes.
0: All right, connectors. You heard it from Chef. Excuse me. I don't know if I southern should, cook. Southern cook. <laughs> Bernard Milligan. Thank you so much, Bernard. Where can we find you? Maybe on Facebook.
1: Yeah, you can find um, my a little taste of the south it's L I L, and a lot of people try to spell it as little, but a little taste of the south, and that's what it is. Just giving you a little taste while I'm here. Um, to appreciate back home because nobody can cook. Mm-hmm. Nobody can cook like your grandmother. I can't replace them. You know what I'm saying? Because they know what you like and how you like it. So I just try to do a medium, you know, in between to give them a little taste of the South. I got you.
0: Yeah. And tell us your um, Facebook address. They can just search a little... Oh, they can
1: search a little t- taste of the South. Yes, they can search a little taste of the South and they'll find it. All
0: right. Yeah. And can they put in any requests or do you take any, I don't know, I want to eat this tomorrow.
1: No, no, I don't do that because, you know, as I said, my first priority is teaching Mm -hmm. and um, I always, it's not every other weekend but, like, for instance, I'll go to the store and I'll say, what do you have? Or I want to order this, like oxtails. Oxtails is coming up. Yes. And so they have ordered the oxtails, mm-hmm. and I've just got to wait for them to come in um, from Australia. So they're going to bring them in. Yes. They're going to bring them in, and oxtails, barbecue oxtails will be on the menu the next time. Yes. Yeah. What? And so what I was saying, oh, what I want to answer your question, um, it's not every other weekend. It's just um, when, really, I want to cook. Because as I said, it's not a business, it's a hobby. And most times it's every other weekend. And people start messaging, when you cooking again, when you cooking again. And then I'll start thinking about it. And I say, okay, I'm going to cook this weekend. And that's how it is. It's just, And, and how they get it is, they like the page. And then usually on a Monday of the week that I'm going to cook on that Saturday, I'll announce the menu, and I'll take normally about 50 orders. Okay. But if it's a complicated in menu, I might take 40 orders. It's it's based on how difficult it is. Like, they want candied yams coming up. Mm. Candied yams take time, you know, to cook and... Um, So it'll be a limited number of orders for candy yams. And I'll do the potato salad. So they'll get to taste the potato salad. Yeah. So that's that's how it is. It's just whenever I announce. And they're so patient with me. I didn't cook for a while coming back from the holidays because I was so tired. Thanksgiving just took everything out of me. I just had so many orders and I just needed a break. And finally, a couple of weeks ago, I decided to cook again. Everybody was like, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad I'm back too.
0: Well, connectors, go like his Facebook page, A Little Taste of the South. Get it wise, hot, first come, first serve, right? Yes, 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 yes. All right, and y'all know where to find me on Facebook. Just search AMPS Connected or hit me up on Twitter, AMPSCNXTD, Instagram, AMPS Connected, or email me, info.ampsconnected at gmail.com. All right, connectors, we're out. We'll <laughs>